0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, feds who violate ethics rules will see stiffer penalties this year. The continuing disagreement between the Smithsonian and its largest union over COVID protocols continues. And OPM sets up an emergency leave transfer program for those affected by recent tornadoes and wildfires. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Eric White. Federal employees violating the Ethics in Government Act will pay heftier fines in 2022. The Office of Government Ethics is increasing fines across five areas of the law by anywhere from $300 to almost $4,000 per violation. The increases are part of the annual inflation adjustment required by the Federal Civil Penalties Inflation Adjustment Act Improvements Act of 2015. The maximum fine amounts are for any violation found to have occurred after November 2nd, 2, 2015, when President Obama signed the bill into law. The seeming disconnect between the Smithsonian and its largest employee union continued over the weekend. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. A security officer and member of AFGE Local 2463 died from a COVID infection over the weekend, according to local president Reggie Booth. The employee had been stationed at the Museum of American History earlier last week. Booth claims in a statement that after the officer was informed of his infection by the Smithsonian Health Clinic, It was the sick employee and not the clinic who informed co-workers. Booth reiterated his call to Smithsonian management to close museums until the virus is more under control. Tom Tammen, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is gearing up to deliver a billion at-home COVID-19 tests to households in the coming weeks. Here's Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. USPS reaches a deal with the American Postal Workers Union for its clerks to package and label parcels that contain free COVID-19 rapid tests purchased By the Biden administration, an APWU official expects USPS will ship out about 2 million of these packages a week once the program gets up and running. Starting Wednesday, households can request up to four free tests on covidtests.gov. Tests are expected to ship within 7 to 12 days of ordering. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Two members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are working from outside the Pentagon after testing positive for COVID-19. General Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, and General David Berger, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, are both working remotely. A spokesman says Milley has only mild symptoms. The Marine Corps says Berger's positive test has not affected his ability to work. The Veterans Affairs Department is pushing back the second rollout of its electronic health record because of an uptick in COVID-19 cases. The agency now expects the system will go live at its medical facility in Columbus, Ohio, on April 30th instead of March 5th. VA's Deputy Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs told reporters the EHR system is ready to operate, but says the agency is not where it needs to be with training employees. This is in no way a decision that was made based on the readiness or lack thereof of the Columbus facility. The VA estimates more than 200 employees are out of work at the Columbus facility because of COVID. VA misused a procurement tool from the Defense Logistics Agency and potentially lost millions of dollars as a result. The Office of Inspector General found in a new report the VA could have saved up to $4.4 million if it had checked GSA Federal Supply Schedule contracts before purchasing medical items through the Defense Logistics Agency's Electronic Catalog, or ECAT. VA's procurement office also failed to conduct annual reviews of its interagency agreement with DLA. The IG recommended that VA create a process for auditing and checking if acquisitions can be purchased at lower prices using different procurement tools. The Patent and Trademark Office wants to test out a new acquisition approach to technology. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Patent and Trademark Office has two goals in mind as it begins to explore its new rapid-phase production process. First, Can it develop and operate secure enterprise infrastructure operations in a timely and agile manner? And second, can it reduce the burden on itself and industry? To figure that out, USPTO released a survey to vendors asking four broad questions. These include providing examples of a scalable, resilient, and flexible infrastructure operations like platform, database, and integration services. Responses to the survey are due by February 9th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is telling its contracting officers to get ready to transition to a new way of keeping track of its vendors. The federal government has been using Dunn and Bradstreet's system of Dunn's numbers to identify contractors for decades. After several years of planning, the General Services Administration has developed its own numbering scheme. It won't take full effect until April, but DOD wants procurement officials to start the transition now to minimize technical difficulties once the time comes. The Texas National Guard has had some serious workforce issues in recent years. Now lawmakers want an investigation. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni reports. National Guard members reported untenable working and living conditions as well as unreliable paychecks while working on the Texas border mission Operation Lone Star. The 10,000 troop mission is also seeing a high number of suicide attempts. Now 13 Texas lawmakers are asking the Texas Military Department Inspector General to take a look into the issue. The letter comes after four National Guard members took their lives between October and December last year. Scott Mascioni Federal News Network. The Army is changing some of its email security measures so soldiers can download and send attachments while they are outside of government networks. The previous policy left many National Guard and Reserve soldiers frustrated because they were not often on a government network. The Army says the issue is now fixed, and it's focusing on expanding its bring-your-own-device pilot. The government is looking for someone to lead efforts to hunt down threats on agency networks, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is recruiting an associate director for threat hunting. The position is responsible for spearheading CIS's efforts to identify and respond to cyber threats affecting civilian agencies, state and local governments, and critical infrastructure networks. The annual salary could be as high as $246,000. The 2021 National Defense Authorization Act gives CISA the authority to deploy threat hunting technologies on civilian agency networks. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Biden administration is looking to accelerate its software bills of materials initiative. Officials met with tech companies and open source software organizations last week at the White House. The meeting comes after critical vulnerabilities emerged in Log4j, a widely used open source software library. Participants discuss the use of SBOMs, which list software used in different products and services. The administration plans to use SBOMs in the federal procurement process as part of its strategy to improve the nation's cybersecurity. And federal employees hit by tornadoes in the Midwest and South, as well as wildfires in Colorado, can now take advantage of unused annual leave donated by their peers. The Office of Personnel Management is setting up an emergency leave transfer program for feds affected by these disasters in Arkansas, Colorado, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee. The program allows federal employees to donate unused annual leave to a pool. OPM usually sets up these programs after a presidentially declared disaster. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.